Hey, hey y'all. y'all. And welcome to the Sorry Not Sorry Generation podcast, where we bring you a not-so-healthy dose of humor and reality as we get our hands dirty with some serious nostalgia and question everything. Let's dive in. Hey, y'all. Uh, it's Misty. Just a little announcement right here at the beginning of the episode. Um, this is the continuation of uh, session one of our D&D campaign. Uh, it was split into two episodes. It's We recorded it all in one sitting. It was supposed to be just one episode, but we had technical difficulties, so we had to split it into two in order to maintain uh, our sound quality. And um, so this episode is just going to start right off into... Uh, the second part of session one. So if you haven't listened to the first part, please go back and listen to it. Otherwise, this isn't going to make a lot of sense. Um, but thank you so much uh, for, you know, like being cool with all of this. And uh, we really just wanted to make sure that our sound quality was on point for you guys. And it was such a huge difference uh, in sound quality if, if we put them together that we didn't want to do that. And so we want to maintain like a good output for you guys. So enjoy, uh, go listen to part one if you haven't already and enjoy the rest of session one. Thank you. Okay. This is Change the map. There we are. New map. Look in our little Oh my tokens. God, look at us. We have little tokens now. So I'm zoomed in this close. One, so you can see the tokens. Two, um, because there's a second half map, no, it's giving and I'm just, away. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a note that all of these little squares here, that's five feet. Okay. Okay. So that's a five feet, five feet, five feet of distance. So, um, that's just something to remember because it's going to come into play because as we start this off, roll initiative. I'll get out of the way. Ten. Twenty. Natural? No. I got 19 plus one. Gotcha. All right, Jazz. Jazz Jazz is at 13. And that puts Val at your top of the initiative order. So here's what's going to happen. You guys are uh, sneaking out of the tower and are sneaking out of the city and you're going through the tunnels and everything. And now that you are sneaking out, you just you remember how you like you snuck out in the session zero and you had to watch for the guards and everything like that. But right. Obviously, you don't have to do that. Instead of watching for the guards, you're watching for the lithids, which are now because you have to sneak out. But where you come, the tunnel comes out is on the other side of the wall, but you can see the wall, which means you can okay. see the lithid army. So I'm going to have everyone roll a stealth check because we're going to do a group stealth check. Fourteen. And oh, Asha? My sheet is not... Oh, there we go. I got a 20, not a natural one. 19 plus 1. Okay. Um, both Val and uh, Jazz, who rolled a natural 1, um, got under 15, which means you do fail and you are spotted. <laughs> which isn't great, but as you as you are trying to sneak out, and there's so many enemies though there's thousands of them marching on this city and as you're trying to sneak out it's pretty much inevitable that one of them is going to look over at you and you see this giant like creature it's humanoid in figure but it has like tentacles on its face and it's got like this long spindly hand like think um 
face-wise Davy Jones. Like I was thinking like Davy Jones. But instead of like where like it's underneath the mouth and a beard, it's over it and the mouth part comes out. Ah, okay. Yeah, so it's not great. But you see it and as you look and you clock it, it clocks you and it reaches up a hand and tilts its head in like an unnatural angle and it just goes (laughs) and it like looks at you. And as it makes this, what you assume is a, a, a language, a speech or something, a bunch about five creatures around it at the same time, all of their heads turn and snap and look directly at you too and you are now being pursued by a group of six in total. It is one uh, illithid mind flare, uh, two drider, and a couple of creatures you've never seen before. So that's something terrifying for you. And I'm going to have, uh, so now that we're in initiative, as you take off running, what's going to happen because this is a chase is the idea is is to get, uh, not get caught basically, is you need to run as fast as you can to try and avoid it while traversing the terrain, avoiding any traps, any monsters, and things like that that you might encounter. All right, so this encounter's a little different. And it is a chase, like I was uh, telling Aaron. Mm-hmm. So the uh, Jazara, as you're running through the tunnels, is yelling at you both. She says, we'll have to go to the surface. We can't go to the middle dark or the lower dark. There's just going to be more of these creatures. Well, we'll have to go to the surface world. The surface? We've never been to the surface. I've been to the uh, surface a couple times. I've never explored very far as a part of the patrol, but we don't have a choice. Our other choice is to go deeper into the Underdark, and that's where these things are from. Our only choice is whatever is left of the surface. Not, our oh. people don't explore the surface for a reason. We have no idea what it, it happened to it after the Calamity. But we don't have a choice. There could be nothing up there. There could be civilizations beyond our comprehension up there. There could be something far worse than we could imagine. But we don't have a choice, because we know what's down here. So you say so. You've been to the surface a very few times in in the times that you've snuck out. You've never like fully explored, but Chazara's taken you to like the entrance before. So the pathway mm-hmm. that she takes you through the tunnels is is familiar, if not something you would do. It's not something you would do every day. It wouldn't be something you do once a month. It might be something that happens a couple times a year when you can sneak out for multiple days at a time, because it takes right. more than a day to get to the surface. And so you start running and you reach the top of one of the crystalline hallways at the top of the stairs, which is where you are now in our map. And Val, Val you are first. And uh, this is a point to note your running speed. Uh, well, your speed in general. So I will go over a little D&D mechanic for you real quick. Um, if you look at your walking speed, which is at the top, um, for, for instance, mine says 30. I think uh, Valier says 30 as well. I think Ashes is 35. Mm-hmm. Um, that is how much you move in a normal round of combat. You'll move 30 feet. However, in a round, you can take what is known as a dash action, and you can double that distance. You cannot take any attacks. You can't cast spells. You can't do things like that when you do this, because that is your full main action. But instead of moving like 30 feet, you move 60 feet. And in this instance, as you are running away from people trying to kill you, uh, it's probably your best course of action. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So I'm going to move over to my little map. And uh, Valkaria, are you running? Are you laying on the floor? Are you doing a little jig? What you going to do? I I don't want to run because that will cause... Probably you are get... actively being chased. Oh, okay. Then I'm fucking running. Yeah. <laughs> you are actively being chased by a group of six things. I was going to be like, power walking! But no, yes, uh, I am running. Kill, yeah, they did fully spot you. They are either going to try and kill you or they're going to enslave you, take the key from you, and destroy your entire city. So... Yeah, I'm running. Okay. With my staff in hand. Yeah, we're going. All right, just straight down the stairs, down the platform and everything, just going as fast as you can? Yep. All right. To whatever leads me towards away. A full dash action? Double yes. So double your speed? Yeah. That'll get you to about the bottom... Almost the bottom of the stairs. You're almost okay. fully at the bottom of the stairs. And uh, just watch. I'm going to end up just in front of a bunch more enemies. And just so you know, every round of these combats, the entire total is six seconds. Just so you're aware. Okay. So it's not like this is taking like minutes of time to run downstairs. It's single. Because <laughs> so. wow, we're slow. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like we, we crawled. The good thing this is fake. Yeah, we crawled down the stairs is what we did. And Jazara, who's up next at initiative 13, is going to do the same. And she was one in front of you, so that she's, I'm going to put her right here. She makes it to the very bottom of the stairs. And a Asha and bad guys got the same initiative. So the I'm going to keep track of how close the bad guys are getting to you. Because they're also taking a dash. There's a certain amount of distance behind you. Um, so if you guys get delayed too many times or you can't dash the amount of distance between you guys is slowly going to close. So okay. it's important to try and keep ahead of them. But it is their turn. And I'm going to mark that because they are getting... At this point, the distance is probably... As long as you're dashing and nothing encounter, you don't encounter anything, Like the distance uh-huh. should more or less stay the same. But once you hit like difficult nice. terrain and things like that, you, that or get into a fight, things are going to impact your movement. Asha, you going to run as well? Yes, while that's like because I am not used to um, <clears throat> things chasing me in my normal everyday to day life, it's quite boring. I keep looking behind me <laughs> over my shoulder, which is always not a great idea. Okay, while running on stairs. But and as you're running, you're running down the stairs. Like it, you're you're holding this now new heavy shield as well. Yes, and you're like running around, and you feel very like frazzled and disorganized to, as you yes. as you're running down, and like you hit that first platform, and as you step on the second one, you're like your foot starts to slip. You regain your balance, but you as because you were looking behind That's you right. at the at the uh, incoming army, and you like start to slip, and then because you're all running at the same time. And, yeah. you know, like, uh, Val might grab your arm to help steady you as you all just, like, book it down these stairs. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put you right about there at the top of her. Now I'm going to have all of you make a perception check for me. Nine. Also nine. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Of course. No. <laughs> um, We're not got very a, perceptive. Jazara got a today. 21, so she doesn't run into it. But Val, as you are at the top of the initiative order, and you don't see it, you, darling, do run right into the giant spider web. Oh. And when I say giant spider web, I don't mean, oh, this is a large spider. I mean, this is a uh, probably about a 
20 foot concoction of very thick spider webs and i need to i make... mean my first image of it was the thing from lord of the rings so yeah, yeah. this is exactly what it is congratulations okay. um <laughs> jazara does see it so she doesn't get caught in it and uh she is going to sacrifice her taking a dash action for grabbing asha so she doesn't get caught in it too so asha you are you. yanked right before you go face first into it I imagine a skittering action of my own, trying yeah. to slam on the brakes. I can just hear myself cursing up a storm. What fucking are you? God! Spiderwebs! Ah, and Jazara uh, is going to look back. She looks back to see, and like she can hear them coming, but you can't quite see them yet. Ish, and uh, uh, Valkaria, make me a dexterity saving throw, please. See how stuck you are. Six. I'm stuck. You're super stuck. You I'm are stuck. super stuck. So, uh, Jazz, a little help. Fuck. Okay. And uh, Jazz is going. Please. Jazara is going to try and make a strength check to try and pull you out. Now, even if she succeeds, and you, because you guys, she's going to have to like start pulling out the uh, web. And Asha, if you would like to help as well, you can give her advantage and you guys can both start pulling the webbing apart, not only to free Valkaria, but to make a path for yourselves as well. You want to do that? Yes. Guys, this shit is gross. Come on. Fuck, we gotta go. We gotta go. I don't want to become dinner for this spider. And you do hear some skittering and you don't even bother looking for it. You just like, your life can't get worse at this point. Please, guys, come on. She's gonna make a strength check, and so that is a a non-natural twenty. So she, between uh, Asha and Jazara, like they pull it, the webbing apart, and they manage to like it takes like a lot of strength. But Jazara reaches her uh, over to Val, and she just like one hand on like the strap of your bag, and the other hand just like where your belt is, and just pulls with all of her might, and it shoves all three of you just forward past the webbing. How I got Geneva out of that pit that yes, one time. That is exactly how I got Geneva out of that pit. <laughs> Grabbed her and pulled. Guys, I don't think I say it enough, but I love you. Thank you. <sighs> well, let's not let let's the day have get... love fest later. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, let's not die right now. Let's go. Jazara looks at you both and says, Run, fucking run. And running, running. Oh, and all of you, now you did, They, the enemy did gain on you a bit because you did lose the ability to take a dash action at that point so they are um they are slightly they're about 35 feet closer to you than they were great and you run down uh out the stairs and into the main caverns that start to lead into the larger part of the underdark and you're up here so you come out into this platform and this is starting to get into open cavern space at this point. There's a stairs on a thin platform that leads down. There are several uh, other staircases that lead down further into the Underdark. And uh, some of them branch off into different directions. Some of them branch off into just like broken halls and things like that. And Jazara uh, points forward and you know where you're, you more or less know where you're going because you've done this before. Uh, but she uh, points you down which staircase to run down. And uh, Val, you running? Yeah, I'm running. All right. You tell me where to go and I'm running. And then I'm assuming both girls are running too. Asha, you running? Oh, I am. Oh, I am booking. 
Yeah. All right. No, Ash just wants to stay behind the room. And I've stopped looking behind me because it's not doing me any favors. <laughs> Fair enough. You didn't slip on any stairs this time, so that's good. Make me a perception check, both of you. Okay, so 25. 17. Is that a natural 20? Yes. Yes. Always tell me when you get a natural 20 or a natural okay. 1. Fun things happen then. Natural sometimes for me, one. sometimes for you. <laughs> so uh, right? What did you get, Val? 17. 17, okay. All of you spot the very unfortunate uh, cloaker that comes out from around no, the corner. No. And it is, it looks kind of like a giant shadow stingray as it like its wings almost like floof back and forth and it floats up over the side and it is sitting up there and it is staring at you because you have awoken it with the noise of running down the stairs and you have a choice of either entering combat with it or booking it and having something else possibly chase you as well I will roll initiative for the creature. Creature is at 16. And um, Val, it is your turn. You can choose to fight the creature. You can choose to keep running. Um, if you get within five feet of it, it does have an opportunity attack. So if you go down the stairs, um, it does get a chance to swipe at you in the process. But knowing- I'm gonna attack you, it. You're gonna attack it? What are you gonna attack it with? Um, so you've got aha, your- there they are. You can do cantrips, you can do leveled spells, um, you can do whichever one you would like. Remind me again what Thaumaturgy was? Thaumaturgy is like, you can do a, um, a like a, a small sound, like a boom or something Oh, like okay, that. okay. Um, so did the, the, has the creature seen us or just heard us? Yes. No, it's seen you. It's seen it's me, easy. okay. So I'm gonna use... What? Okay, because I'm gonna get ahead of myself. What can I do with minor illusion? Minor illusion, you can make something appear in your hand, like a pile of gold. Okay, you can make so a I can't. Okay, I can't like make an illusion of myself. With minor illusion, I don't. Yeah, it um, can't be larger than five feet. So you could make an illusion of a creature, but the creature is still fully able to see that you are there. So. Okay, so I'm. No, I'm using ice knife. Tossing my knife. Do you want to use ice knife or chill touch? One's a leveled spell and takes a spell slot, the other one doesn't. Either way is up to you. I just want to make sure you you know which spell you're using. Screw it. We'll do chill touch. We'll save the the spell. Okay. So you are going to roll your d20 and then add five to hit because you have to hit the creature first. (laughs) Nine. You miss. I fucking this thing hates me. So you you summon this magical skeletal icy hand and you fling it at the creature and because it's partially made of smoke, it just kind of passes through it and it has no effect on it. And it did roll really high on its initiative, so it's now its turn. And it makes two attacks, and the first one of which is going to try and bite you because you did try to attack it. And it it only gets a ten in total, so it does miss you. So like you jerk back as this creepy shadow stingray tries to bite you in the face. 
And but as, as it leans forward, its tail comes up and it tries to uh, stab with its stinger at Jazara with a man. You guys are gonna like this dice. That was a six, so it misses both of you. Um, and it is now Jazara's turn. She looks at this giant, terrible creature, and she's like, "You know what? Fuck it." <laughs> and. Jazara takes out her longbow and she's going to attack it with a, yeah, that's a 26 to hit. And that's 1d8 plus 3. She hits the creature for 4 points of damage. And uh, Asha, it's your turn. Alright, I am going to use uh, Sacred Flame, which is the cantrip. Okay. Okay. And then do I add anything? Um, for you, I believe so. Let me look at it. Sacred Flame, you hit the creature, the creature just has to make a dexterity saving throw. So I have okay. to pass a 13 or higher. I don't with an 11. So you hit it with uh, Sacred Flame and you can roll me 1d8 of damage. My baby has taken over Asha's dice. Yeah, if you get faster. It's the... Slightly larger pyramid? No. The D8 is this one. The one that looks like a diamond. Oh, okay. (laughs) The one that I was sucking on last time. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) Inappropriate thing to do with your dice, but okay. I spilled chocolate on it, (laughs) alright? I didn't have a napkin around. Okay, that's fair. Five. (laughs) That's valid. What did you get? Five. Five? Mm -hmm. The creature roars back at you, (laughs) and it takes a uh, swoop over you as it repositions itself, and now instead of being um, over here, it has swooped up to be on the same platform as you. It's still hovering in the air because it floats, (laughs) but it has moved itself around, so now it's directly in front of Asha. Well, shit. I thought I pissed it off. You just made it worse. I mean, you didn't actually hit it. Asha did. Uh, Val, it's your turn. Alright. Uh, oh, do I run down or do I keep fighting? I want to keep fighting. I can't leave you all behind, even though I'm the one that's supposed to get out. Go for it. What are you going to attack it with? Okay. Did that first. Um, I'm going to throw my ice knife at it. Like, okay. We got to get, we got to, we got to down this guy. All right. You're, so your first level spell, which is cool. And let me pull that up so I can do that one. So, um, you're gonna roll to hit, so roll your d20, add 5. 12. 12? Mm-hmm. Yeah. sucks. My dice don't like me. Well, it does miss, however, it hits, it embeds itself in the wall behind it, and it does explode, and it will take residual damage from the mm-hmm. fact that it explodes. And that it works. will t- so it has to succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 2d6 cold damage. That is an 8. It does not do well. So go ahead and roll me 2d6, please. 4. Okay. 4. 8. <clears throat> Fantastic. 
And the creature is very injured at this point. Some of its smoke starts to, like, dissipate. And it's pissed. But it's done. Like, it's like, fuck you. Like, it's <laughs> it hasn't fallen yet. But it is like, you know what? This is not worth my time. And it flies off over the ridge. And you are out of combat with it. Goodbye! Nice playing with you. Thank you for entertaining us. It does not agree. But okay. Sorry yeah. I hurt you. Alright, you have lost now three rounds of distance. So they are catching up with you. And you can see coming up at the top of the stairs is a bunch of the zombie creatures. Oh, fuck. And they're roaring as they look for you. <sighs> so you can... You gonna book it? Keep going? Oh, we're booking oh, it. We're it's running. like they can smell mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. I bet you they can. What did I say about wearing your overly dramatic perfume? <laughs> if you can't wear overly dramatic perfume during a chase, then what's the point? Surviving! Living! Well, but clearly you've never lived. <laughs> the audacity on this one. Honey, do you know how it's to like use we're that running for our, We're running I'm for our lives and we're debating whether or not you should wear perfume. <laughs> it's a truly a, a group of best friends. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, so as you run down this stairs and, and you're, the enemy is now so much closer than it was before. Whereas before, as you had gone down a corridor and taken a turn, you couldn't see it. Now they are not that far behind you. And they're at the top of the stairs of the room you have just exited. And as you go through a side uh, tunnel and to get to an exit, Jazara is in front and she leads you to this chamber that is no longer stone but it is dirt and water and there's uh it's giant what would be puddles but they're all connected and just these little mini islands of land and you can roll me uh valkaria because you're first a perception check uh just go ahead and roll me a perception check real quick eleven Eleven, darling, do you keep running? No. What are you gonna I, do? I'm just gonna hang back and hopefully one of you can see something that I can because I really don't want to make this any worse. So yeah, as you've run down all these stairs and you fought this creature and you're kind of winded and you just kinda like you're gonna hold your turn? Yeah. Alright, Asha and Jazara make a perception check. <clears throat> <clears throat> Seven. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Jazara got a 18. So she's gonna uh, put like grab you both before you step into the water. She says, this is too deep here. You'll have to jump across. Great, and we're jumping. The, she points the, uh, the... It's not very far. It's like not even 10 feet. Uh, but it is more than 5 feet. And uh, she's like, you have to jump across. The water's several feet deep here. The rest of it gets shallower as you go, but you can't ju- uh, you can't walk through here. So go ahead, <laughs> and we are going to make a jump, and you're going to everybody is going to make me a uh, strength check to see if they can jump across this fun little river portion. Seventeen. Nope. What'd you get? I got a two. A two? You did? Um, mm-hmm. Clearly, I cannot swim. <clears throat> well, as you go to, uh, as you go to jump, and 
it's muddy in this area and as Val goes to jump she goes and she slips on the mud and what should have been a leap is just a face plant directly into the water and in the process as you're reaching out like you're trying to grab something to keep yourself from falling and you grab Jazara and you pull both of you into the water because Jazara rolled a 7 so <laughs> and even her modifier is not enough to save her from that so if I'm going down you're going down with me and Jazara just like immediately surfaces and she just looks at you like what the fuck I panicked I fell I grabbed you at least oh, and she grabs call you and she shoves you forward onto what is the mud and the dirt in front of you and she helps you get up onto the dirt and uh as you guys now make um dirty progress forward now you have the option as you move forward um you at this moment are still as you've turned into this corridor and you have not been seen by the enemies because you took the turn now if you wait for too long it uh they will be able to see you within the next round or so they'll be they'll have a line of sight on you so you have two choices since there's these islands of dirt they're not any more than about 10 feet apart at any given time you can choose to jump from like dirt pile to dirt pile it'll take a little longer and it won't you won't be able to move as quickly or uh but it'll be quieter so you have the opportunity if you can get around another cavern i can let you'll start making stealth rolls to see if you can lose the uh the trail of the enemy or you can just keep going, full dash, straight to the water, fuck the noise, fuck anything else, and just go for as fast as you can. I, I would like to be as quiet as possible, but also get out as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. So I'm leaning a little more towards run. Run? Mm -hmm. We run. You're gonna run? Full speed? Run. Fuck yeah, it? Run, yep. full right. speed, fuck it, yeah. All right, so you're gonna take the full dash action, and uh, Jazara, as you've you're covered in water, you're covered in mud, and Ash is not. Ash is good. <laughs> Her boots One have gotten time. dirty at this point, but yeah, this is making up for the festival like a few months ago, where Ash is the one who fell in the water. Um, but uh, Jazara, Put more on that later. <laughs> Jazara takes a leap and she makes it to the next uh, dirt clump. This one's not any more than like two or three feet apart, and uh, you start following her as uh, quiet, like. Uh, she leaps it because there, it's just she can't. But you start going through, you're going through the mud, through the water, like, fuck it. And she's leading you through this, like, twisting maze of, like, water and dirt. And uh, you make it, and you do manage to maintain your distance with the enemy by just taking the full dash action right through here. So it, they do not gain on you for this. But just as you go to uh, run out of the cavern, like, you're standing probably an ankle deep water at this point and you're like starting to like maneuver what is um like pillars of mud which is gross but you're like starting to maneuver your way around it and you're tracing through the water just as you go through this corridor you look up and you see the zombies like come through the cavern and they're gonna roll a perception check to spot you yeah that's a natural 17 plus three they do see oh, you yeah. but you have managed to maintain the distance that you had so you are you haven't lost any ground, which is good. 
just keep running, just keep running. And the cavern goes from being muddy with like all of these twisting like mini rivers and like these land masses and things like that to now it's just uh, the river you guys had run through or the little puddle river you'd run through goes into a chamber that is now turning more like to stone and it has the river like traversing through it. There's large cavern walls on every side of you, but it is a very open hall. Like it's a very open, straightforward cavern and there is no hiding here. This is definitely a space where you need to book it and you need to book it fast because right. it, there's no hiding and getting away with it from here. So would you like to take a full dash and are you running through the water or are you running on the stone? I'm running on stone. Less uh, noise, better. Less resistance. Yeah. Running on yeah. the stone. All right. So you guys are going to run through it and uh, make me a perception check, please. 17. 15. 15. Uh, Val and Asha, you both see this as Jazara is like kind of looking behind her to try and see, gauge like how far away the uh, enemy is. And uh, as she's looking back behind you, uh, you both clock this giant drider, which is a spider like drow combination hanging off of the ceiling. And it is huge, and it has a spear, and it does. I'm not get a sorry. Spear. Why does a spider have a spear? Why wouldn't a spider have a spear? It doesn't need a fucking spear. I mean, you guys fought giant mushroom creatures earlier in like the last episode, so this is just not fair. So why are right. Because D is not supposed to make sense. I got through sending you guys a video like a couple weeks ago about people who rode on ostrich chariots. Like uh-huh. that's yeah, pulled like, by you know, doves. Pulled by doves. Pulled yeah. by doves. Yes, a variety <laughs> of doves. So you know, it is what it is. So we to be should honest have been prepared. I should have been prepared. You gotta be prepared for these things, and it um, it rolled a a mediocre initiative. So uh, Val. You are first. You have it is on the ceiling, so you have you have the choice. If you run underneath it, like continue through the cavern, you will provoke an opportunity attack because it can throw the javelin at you. However, like the spear at you, but you do know it's only holding one. So once it throws it, it can't throw another one. Um, so you will, if you run past it, you can keep up the distance you have with this, um, between you and the enemies, or you can slow down, take the time to fight it and defeat it, and hope the enemies don't catch up with you in the meantime. And once it throws, if the drider throws the, the spear, uh, it will have to take the time to come down the wall, which will be more than one round worth of movement. So, uh, if you if it throws it at you, um, it won't be able to throw it again at uh, Jazara or at Asha. Can I run under it, past it, and hit it with a cantrip? If you hit it with a spell, you will only be able to run the 30 feet, not the 60. Um, I'm going to be the brave and foolish one and run past it and hope that spear misses me and gives right. one of you a chance to hit it without a spear. Right. So I'm going to roll. Because as, as you pass underneath it, you take the full dash action. You're trying to get past it. Like, fuck it. Fuck the everything else. Just keep going. So it's going to throw its spear at you with a natural two. The spear gets thrown down, passes right past you, like right past your ear, and embeds into the ground, and you 
get past him with no issues. And Jazara, who's up next, is not even going to bother to attack. And she's just like, just fucking go. And just runs right past him, too. You're welcome. Thanks. Now move. Moving. <laughs> Asha, uh, are you going to attack it? You just going to keep running? We're going to run. We're going to run. It's my choice, hon. It's my choice. And it, so yeah, like you said, dive, run. I'm running. It's like, yeah, the creature's about 40 feet up on the, on the ceiling, so you have plenty of space to run underneath it. And you just keep, you keep going. And as you come out of this cavern spot, and it doesn't, you don't see it, like, pursue you. You just see that it's kind of miffed about the fact that, like, its spear is now 40 feet down on the ground. <laughs> He's going to have to get it. Um, He's not going to tell, tell his drider friends about this one. No, it's just whatever. It's the middle and of you nap. come out onto this ledge, and now instead of being like in like a very confined space, you're into this very open space of ledges that lead further and further down into what just looks like an abyss. And across each different little ledge, from one pillar to the next, is very rickety, very ancient looking bridges. And you know this is a part of the Underdark that was used a long time ago for mining purposes, but is no hasn't been in operation in the entire time any of you have been alive. Possibly in the entire time your parents have been alive. Um, but as you make it, you start to go around the corner, but Jazara grabs you both, and she's like, we can take a shortcut and go across the bridge. I know it doesn't look like a great bridge, but we could shave off a lot of time if we, if we go this way. And she points across the rickety bridge. I groan and say... Is this the only shortcut? Between here and where we need to go? Yeah. I said, she looks at you both and she's like, but it will shave off a lot of time and it will take the others a long time to get across it too. Might even be able to sabotage part of it once we get across. I'll go first. Yeah, you do that. So Jazara's going to make a dexterity saving throw and she's going to very carefully try to navigate it. She, it will... You won't be able to take a full dash action at this point, but by going across the shortcut, it does uh, lessen the amount of time it's going to take to get where you're going. So she's, yeah, she's got a 21. Um, and so she makes it across. She points out to you the two uh, like boards that are made up as part of this bridge that's loose and she tells you not to step on them. Uh, so you now that she's navigated this successfully, you can both roll your dexterity checks to get across with advantage. So you'll roll two d20s and take the higher. Did you get a natural one is the question. I did. On the higher one? Did you get two natural ones? <laughs> I got a one and then I got a two. All right, what's your total? Three. Fun. So Asha, you go across, you don't have any issues. You go as quickly, but as delicately as possible. And Val, you're right behind her. And as you step into the middle of one of these uh, boards, it like cracks and your ankle is now stuck in this board and you can't pull it out you're like fuck fuck this sucks because you are now stuck and jazara and happen to me jazara looks at you she's like hang on i'll i'll come help you and you can make a strength check to try and pull yourself out and if you can't then jazara will try and pull you out 
Nine. Nine, yeah. You, like, you're pulling on your boot and you're pulling on your boot and you understand that the only way you're getting out of this is just to fully take off the boot and you don't want to do that. And so Jazara delicately, like, makes her way across the bridge. So she makes a 15. So she comes over to you and instead of, like, grabbing your foot, she grabs part of the board and she, like, pries it up so it falls and it gives you room to, like, bring your ankle up. Um, you have moved this turn, but you have not dashed this turn. Just okay. so you know. Thanks, so Jazz. Have- like let's go she just kind of looks at you and she like pats you on the shoulder she's like let's get out of here yes please and you traverse and you go through one of these corners and just before like you go back um through like val you go across the bridge and jazara is going to spend um an action so uh if you guys dash forward in your next turn jazara will be a bit behind you but she's going to pull uh some of the boards loose to make a gap between uh, the edge so that anybody who comes across is going to have to make some kind of serious jump to get across. See how many she can pull up in a There you go. Uh, she manages to pull up probably about 10 feet worth of the boards. It doesn't take much. Like She just kind of smashes a couple of them down and pulls off a couple and they weren't really well attached at that point either because mm-hmm. these boards are old as fuck. So some of them collapse and uh, she uh, goes with you guys and now uh, you go through one of what is part of one of the mining tunnels. And as you go through, like, the mining tunnels, like, it's twisting and turning and, like, there's a bunch of dirt everywhere and it sucks. But you do notice that you're starting to ascend. Like, you're not, you're no longer, like, going down. You're not even, like, even face. You're starting to slowly ascend. And as you come out of one of these tunnels, you come to this very large spiraling stone staircase. And it's very slippery because there's a like a waterfall coming through one side. There's moss in everywhere and kind of like what feels kind of like algae on the stairs. So you do have to be careful as you move across the stairs. And the stairs are difficult terrain. So if you move normally, instead of moving 30 feet, uh, or in Ash's case, 35, you'll only move 15 feet. If you dash, you'll move 30 feet. Because it's difficult terrain and you have to, like practice to keep your balance and like it's it's a lot of effort but Jazari yells up go up and you all start to like make your way up the stairs now you can choose just to go normally and like you can try an action to do something or you can dash 30 feet and then keep going I'm gonna dash if I can okay we're dashing we want to get out of here alright Jazari is gonna grab you both and push you towards the, the edge because it is a spiraling staircase, but there are no rails. And in the center of it is just this hole where this waterfall is going through. So if you fall, you're going to slip and fall into an unknown abyss of water. So she that pushes you not both. do that. Yeah, so she pushes you both like close to the wall and she says, don't stand near the edge. And you start to traverse. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Put you down there. So as you start to take like the first turn, and because of where you were, you've got at least one more round before they get to you. So you're gonna keep dashing. Yes. Yes, please. All right. Get the first curve over here, and go ahead and everybody make me a dexterity saving throw, not to slip as you go up these stairs. Fifteen. Twelve. 
Alright, everybody's good. You just had to beat a 10. Because um, Zara got an 18. So you managed to keep your footing as you're sliding like on this moss. You're covered in... Some of you are covered Sorry. in water. Some of you are covered in mud. And there's like moss under your feet. And it's very slippery, but you managed to like hold your point. And... go. Alright. And you've now reached like the second like spiral level. And as you're moving forward, you make it to the bend so that you're almost above the like the doorway that you had come through but just now on like the, the floor above it mm -hmm. when you mm -hmm. hear the skittering of the creatures that have been chasing you the run lithid, run 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 run, run. and jazara looks at you both and she just goes she just shushes you it just be as quiet as possible as you sneak around because they are standing there looking for you because they at this moment because you're directly above them they haven't looked up and they can't see you so you're gonna slowly keep going around the bin, and everybody make me a stealth check to see how well you're gonna do with this. Seventeen. Got a natural one again. Leave it to me to fuck things up. You need new dice, darling. Natural you ones. So you you do fail. Even as a group stealth check, Zara didn't do very well. She got below a 10. So uh, she didn't do very well either. So you do fail as a group. So <gasps> as you're running, like some of the uh, rocks that are like keeping this staircase together clatter around underneath your feet and fall. And one of them falls off of the ledge because you are directly above these creatures. And one falls and conks the illithid like right in the head. And it looks up and it spots all three of you. And it turns and it <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have had a screenshot for doing that. <laughs> and she's like, and you never will. <laughs> this, this is the, uh, the sequel to the honking. There you go. Honking sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how to spell that. <laughs> Ineligible illicit noise. There. Um, noise. So you guys are going and you're like skirting around these edges um, and you're just now you're just booking it because they, they fucking see you and this sucks. And However, they do have the same difficult train you do so they, like, it, it does take them a hot minute to like get around there but as you dash up and you're doing your absolute best at this point but it is slippery and it is hard and like at some point you might slip and like you kind of like slam your knee onto the uh, stairs but you get like one of the others like pulls you back up and you're shoving each other forward as fast as you can and you get to the top where the waterfall is and you make your way out um, into what is a new cavern that is full of like there's uh, water on the floor and like it's a, it's a little splashy here and there but it's mostly stone and I want everybody to make me a perception check please and do well, because this one's important. I'm trying, dude. I'm trying. <laughs> I know, dear. 24. Whew! She's bringing her A-game! 7. It's okay. Ashley just fucking took it out of the park, so she's fine. <laughs> I just already got a 10. Um, Ashley, as you're looking around and you see, uh, like, these stone walls, they're weirdly like stacked stone almost but they go all the way up to the ceiling 
And as you're looking around, you see that the pathway splits off in a couple different directions. Mm-hmm. And as you're looking around, uh, you walk into this uh, further open cavern. And there's a pool of water. But you can see uh, that what has been a cave-in recently has blocked the path that you guys originally go into. And Jazara is looking around because now you look like you're in like an in like a confined space mm-hmm. um, and where your exit used to be it is no longer but as you look around you can see just past one of these little pools so as you come over here and uh, put you there and put you there you can see right over here uh, there is looks to be like a small uh, like tunnel space that just big enough that the three of you if you go one at a time can probably fit through it and you know that where you need to go is in that direction. Okay. What would you like to do? Everybody, look over there. We, I think we can get out that way. Where? Over there. See that little, little, little nook across the pond? Kind of. And I will let you lead the way if you see something to get out of here. All right. You can I, hear like the noises of the creatures coming up the stairs, and Jazar just looks at you both and she's like, "It's fucking worth a shot. Let's go." And uh, who wants to go first, or do you want Jazara? I'll, I'll go first. Asha can go okay. first because she knows where the hell she's going. Go for <laughs> it. Deep water. Uh, you can choose to take the time to run around it. You can choose to try and jump over it, or you can do a perception check to look how deep the water is. Mm, let me do. I'm just gonna jump. I'm just gonna. We gotta go. So right. strength or dexterity for that one. Um, you can if you want to roll me a uh, dexterity save. You can roll me whichever one's better for you. Okay. Dexterity. <laughs> but just the slightest. Alright. Thirteen. Thirteen? Alright. You make it across. It's not like a, a wide space to land on, but the wall's right there, and as you jump, you put your hands up on the wall to catch yourself. And uh, It's not graceful, you're... but it'll do. <laughs> and, and you think to yourself, it's it's probably a good thing they didn't like, go like into the water itself because then there would be like ripples in the water and it might attract attention it, like especially once the enemies like come through here and as you do like you slip through the the little crevasse area and um val do you want to go first or do you want jazara to i'm, I'm going next because if i fail then i had someone behind me to come help <laughs> good and you can do strength or dexterity whichever one's better for you six six so as you start to take a, a leap over it, and you don't you don't even like make it to jump. It's just it's really slippery. You slide, and you kind of you don't like fall on your ass, but you kind of fall to one knee. And Jazara helps pull you up, and uh, you can go ahead and try again. Eleven. Why are you throwing them on the floor? Because the table wasn't working. <laughs> I don't think the floor is gonna help. It, we'll see. It got her an eleven. Auto generate roll a dice, girl. You <laughs> <laughs> loose it under that piano. You take a leap and you jump over, uh, and you less gracefully than Asha did. Like as you leap and like you grab for the wall, you kind of like smash yourself against it. But it's better than fucking falling in the water at this point. Oh, I know it's gonna heal later. 
And Ashley, you like you're like still making your way. It's a tight space, mm-hmm. and like you're turned to the side. You've got like one arm extended with your shield because like you can't have it close to your body, or you'll get stuck. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're like slowly making your way, but as you do, like you can feel Valkaria come up like beside you. And you okay, girl? I'll live. I hope. I don't get attacked by you know creepy monsters. And uh, Jazara gets a twenty-four from a natural 19 and she makes it across and as she makes it across I'm going to roll her a stealth check not to be seen as these creatures come through the doorway yeah I'm gonna get new dice and just be like what was wrong with the other ones um you gave me dice that kept making me fail some dice just don't like people and that's just all there is to it that's rude and Jazara with a yeah with another uh, 24, because she rolled a na- another natural 19, uh, slips behind the uh, little crevice thing that you guys are in, and just before these creatures come through there, and they do not see her. And they're gonna ha- be occupied for quite a while trying to figure out how to get where you guys have been and where you- where to go. So now that you are out of their view, you slowly, and you're very careful to be very quiet as you like wiggle your way through here, trying not to knock any stones down. And it takes you a, a hot minute to get through here. And you know that if you'd been seen and they'd come after you, like, it would not be a great space to get, like, confined into mm-hmm. and get in a fight with. Because you would be sitting ducks wiggling your way through, a, like, a yep. crevice at this point. We'd be and toast. what was stone very quickly turns to sand underneath your feet. And a familiar but not so familiar place comes, like, comes to you as you see this. And it is a uh, sandy and also a little bit of like brick here and there of a pathway into a lake that is what is known as the Lake of the Underdark. And it is massive and stretches as far as you can see. And coming up out of the water is stalactites and uh, slagmites and gigantic stalactites are coming down. And Jazara turns and she doesn't even wait for any of you she takes off towards a corner behind like one of these uh, wall areas and she takes off towards the corner and she uh, you think what is a giant rock on the ground uh, she reaches over and grabs it and she pulls it back and it's actually a, a, a cloth tarp over a small but functional rowboat Woo-hoo. did you know like, she had that hidden in there it's no. not mine. It's a part of the guards. We use it when we have to go for patrol up to the surface. Help oh, me get this thing in the water. Okay. And Jazara goes so over much to about you. my city, I don't know. It's, no. To be fair, who the hell wants to go here? And, that, that's, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't want to be patrolled down here. That's fair. She's like, quickly. Uh, she gestures to uh, one of you. She's like, one of you grab the oars. The other one, help me pull this in the water. And there's two large oars sitting next to it on the ground. One of you can do that, and the other one can roll a uh, strength check to help uh, Jazara get it in the water. Heave! You want to do strength or me? Um, I will. I'll do strength. All right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, it is a five. It takes a lot of heaving and a lot of effort, and like it's it's, it's a not as great. Boat. 
Yeah, it, it, it's not great. It's probably actually more like a four-person boat, maybe a five, you know, like a six-person boat at best. Okay, like you could lay in, You could lay in it, but if all three of you laid in it, somebody's laying on top of somebody. Like, that's just, like, two of you Cuddle side party. by side. <laughs> but there's definitely some squishing going on if, like, you all get into it. But you do eventually, you shove it into the water. It's taken more time than any of you would like, but you get in the water, you get in the boat, and you, you like you jump in, and Jazara uses like one of the oars to push you off, and together you start rowing into this lake. And you know this lake; you've done this before. This is not a short trip in this lake. Also, I'll show you part of a picture of the lake. There you go. Oh wow! Look at that. Oh, that looks like where Bilbo met Gollum. It's very much reminiscent of where Bilbo met Gollum, like underneath that mountain. <laughs> but it's like this giant like sea. It almost looks like an ocean, except for there's walls, but it's giant stalactites and stalagmites coming down. There's glowing, like, fluorescent mushrooms here and there, some crystals here and there. And it, so what she's saying, it would be pretty if we weren't being chased by... It'd be very pretty beasts. if we weren't being chased by rabid beasts, but yeah. That's very true. Now, as, as you row, and it's... It, Jazara takes up most of, like, the rowing process, and she rows quickly, but she's trying not to, like, splash the oars in the water. And I want all everybody to make me one final group stealth check, please. <laughs> Twelve. Twenty. 20? Like a natural 20? No, no, 19 plus 1. 19 plus 1? Okay. Uh, well, you guys passed with the group stealth check. You're trying to be quiet. You, um, Jazara has both of you, like, get low, like, in the boat. So, like, if anything comes at you guys, like, you don't see it. Or, like, <laughs> nothing can uh, hit you. And, uh, so you. and she's, like, rowing, like, as quickly as she can, but without making a shit ton of noise. And you row for probably like a couple hours in all honesty and like you are still going because it is it is at least a day's journey in this boat wow that is a massive that's practically an ocean that's not even a lake that is an ocean yeah it's, that's a sea it's, yeah. it's a huge space it is a massive massive space it takes longer too because it's not a straight path you have right. to actively navigate around the stalagmites that are coming up, which would turn what is probably only a half day boat journey into like a full day because you're actively just weaving in and out. And so trying much. to go quietly. Yeah, so. and you're trying to sneak, you're trying to be quiet and everything like that. Um, We're just all on edge. There was only one boat, right? Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jazara answers you and she's like, yes, yeah, so there's, there's only the one patrol boat. Uh, we don't usually keep more than one because usually more than one patrol doesn't come up here. That's good to and know. Is there anything you guys would do like to talk ab about or do while you're sitting in the boat? I do have one pertinent question. Yes. Do you let them swim? Uh, I maybe. I don't think they would, though. Okay. That's a start. I'll, I'll accept that for now. They always, they've always told us they're kind of pretentious, so I can't really see one jumping in the water to swim after us, though. They also said that this machine would, you know, stay on forever, and that didn't happen. So, I'm gonna be negative Nancy and just accept that they're going to show up swimming behind my boat, so... Fair Jazz, enough. can you oar yeah. faster? Mm -hmm. You wanna take an oar and help me oar faster? 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. I will she actually help you for this she one. She scoots over, and like you both, like you start rowing together. Um, in this time, Asha, uh, if you would like, you can take an hour to meditate on your new shield. No time like the present. As uh, Jazara and uh, Val are over here rowing, because there's nothing to do. Like you just, like you're, they're both like keeping a lookout at the same time. So if you'd like to take an hour and meditate on your new shield, you may do that. Okay, I shuffle to the back of the boat so that I don't get in the way of anything, and I hold the shield across my lap with my hands on top of it, and I sink into a meditative state. All right, let me tell you about your brand new shield. Because <laughs> it does fun things. Um, and I made it just for you, so it does all kinds of fun things. I feel special. You should be. <laughs> that was so oh, aggressive. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean it to be. You got new jewelry, you calm down. <laughs> the shield is known as the Moon's Defense. Um, the moon's defense is a purple and silver shield that has different faces of the moon emblazoned uh, in a ring around the edges of it. Um, within the ring, the current phase of the moon glows softly in a purple and silvery light. It's not so much that like it draws attention, like you're not a beacon, but like it glows very soft, softly so you can look at it and know what phase of the moon it is. Um, the center of the shield has a very intricate design of the Moonweaver symbol um, with the crescent moon turned upside down and strung like a bow. Um, the shield grants you a uh, bonus to your armor class. And uh, this shield, when used by a cleric of the Moonweaver, uh, which is you. Yeah, it's you. Um, <laughs> as an action, once a night, you can cast the spell Fog Cloud. Ooh. And I can tell you what Fog Cloud does. Or night. That's important because nighttime. Moon. Right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so, like, if you use it at, at some point, it will reset with, like, the next day. It has to be past the dawn of the next day. Okay. So you could use it in the middle of the night and then use it again as soon as, uh, like, the sun sets the next day. It just has to be past the dawn. Okay. Um... Fog Cloud is a level one spell, mm -hmm. and uh, as an action, um, you create a 20-foot radius sphere of fog centered on a point within 120 feet of you. Um, the sphere spreads around corners, and its area is heavily obscured, and it lasts for up to an hour, but you have to concentrate on it. Um, and it'll last there unless, like, there's heavy winds. Like, it has like it has to be, like, 10 mile an hour winds. So, like, to move fog. <laughs> um, and you can place it up to 120 feet away from you. You can use a bonus action on your turn to, like, move it mm -hmm. about 20 feet. And, um, you have to concentrate on it, which means you can't cast another concentration spell. Because uh, mm -hmm. if you do, you will lose this spell. It'll go away. But you can cast it over an area or whatever, and it will fog up an area, and people cannot see through it. So it's good for Andy. escapes. Yeah. It's very good for escapes. So 
Um, and you can do that once a night. It doesn't take one of your spell slots. It's just a okay. feature of the uh, of shield? the shield itself. Okay. Okay. Awesome. That's pretty dope. Yeah. So that's a fun little thing for you. Yay. So, the party spends hours, just hours, oaring and like rowing your way through this this river ocean, and it just feels like it goes on forever. Especially as you're sitting here doing nothing, and all you can think about is your family back home, what's happening to them, where they're going, what they're doing, are they okay? And as you keep going, um, it's going to take you a little while. So you can, uh, we're going to set up shifts for resting. Okay. So you guys don't uh, overexert yourselves. And you can uh, uh, set for any spell slots and stuff like that. So Jazara is going to offer to take the first watch. If you guys want to get some sleep and you guys can decide between the two of you um, who's going to take it next. And uh, understand that when you do your watch, you do have to continue to steer and row the boat. I'll take second watch. And Asha, you can take third. Sounds good. Before you guys go to sleep, Jazara looks at you and she says, I know this has been a lot. And I can't tell you what we're going to find when we get to the surface. But whatever we find, whatever we do, we'll do it together. Yeah, we will. You know, we'll get it done. We can we'll do this. We if got anybody this. Can do this. It's us. We got this. I hope we got this. <laughs> God, Fuck I me hope too. We get it. <laughs> Jesus, what are we gonna do if we don't got this? Like, holy shit! Uh, <laughs> you think they're okay? I think we if can anybody can be okay, it's it's our people. Like our families aren't exactly pushovers. Like, did you see your dad? Like. Val, like, holy shit, I didn't know your dad could do that. He I didn't even know my dad could do that. That, I wonder if I can do that. I, maybe I, soon. Can you do that? I, I don't know. I don't know what he did, but... Oh, yeah. Ashley, maybe we yeah. maybe we, like throw her overboard and find out if she flies. I heard that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you wow. were supposed to. Okay. <laughs> and I can't be the only one who saw, like, the Crystal Catcher's house move, right? Like that move. Can you believe that? Yeah, that thing that freaking like, moved. Like I it came to life. And then like, catapults came out the sides of the walls. Like I, they've been hiding the good shit is what they What the fuck doing. are these people doing in their spirit? Like I knew they were weird, but like their houses <laughs> are catapults. Like that doesn't make any fucking sense. What did where well, do they sleep? The crystal catchers ever made any sense. I mean that's that's fair in all honesty. Like <laughs> They're fucking weird, but... Hey, you think, uh... What do you think, uh... Their heir is doing? Crying. himself. He's crying. <laughs> shitting himself and just probably sobbing in a corner somewhere. Probably. Maybe, you know, well, that's it would a typical be a, day for him, so I think he's probably okay. It would be a really good opportunity to get rid of him if somebody put him in the catapult. <laughs> that would be one way to use... Yeah? I wonder... I wonder I if wonder. anyone actually tried. I know his grandma don't like him much. Oh, no, his grandmother adores him. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's Jazara's grandmother that fucking hates him. That's she said, right. My grandmother would love the opportunity to throw that dude in a fucking can- in a catapult. 
just I'd like the opportunity. nonchalantly <laughs> walk by and nudge him into the slot for the just you know, accidentally the rock. like falls in and, and, just, and just launch. Bye. Oh, somebody was in there. I'm so sorry. Bye bye. It's launched like right at that dragon, and the dragon like eats him. It is. Just I think the dragon would have been offended if he ended up with that guy for a snack. Giving him a stomach ache and all, honestly. Yeah. Probably. And that guy already has an acid condition. <laughs> That's fair. And as you guys talk about, you know, about home and about the dragon, you do get quiet as you talk about the dragon because it is the largest creature any of you have ever seen. It is terrifying. And you try not to think of the implications of having such a huge ancient creature attacking your home. Jazara kind of just leans out to both of you. She pats you both on the shoulder. She's like, get some rest. Whatever we do from here, we do for our city. We can do this. Whatever's going to be on the surface, whether it's more than we can imagine or it's nothing at all. We'll do it. We have to. For the city. For the city. For our city. And Jazara's going to take first watch. Just meditating. Val's gonna take a nap. And yeah, her first watch passes. Nothing really happens. She just rose. She the boat kind of rocks a couple times as she has to steer around giant like stalactite pillars and stuff like that. And uh, Val, you can. Jazara's uh, gonna wake you up. She's like, hey. Yeah. Yeah, I'm up. I'm up. Your turn. Have an oar, and she like throws both oars at you. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. And but as as she goes to, like to lay down, she does direct you in the direction that you need to go to. She's like, just keep going in this direction. If you think you get turned around, just wake me up and let me know. Alright. And uh, she, at that, is going to lay down and uh, you can go ahead and roll me a perception check, please. <laughs> Seventeen. Ooh. So the floor is working. <laughs> the floor is working. She rolls on the floor, and so your your like first couple hours of the watch, it goes pretty smoothly. You're rowing. You, it takes you a, like a more work than it does Jazar to like like steer the boat in like sharp turns around these like stalagmites and stuff like that. And you like use the oar at some point to like push off of one. And as you're going. And you're rowing, and as you are, you pass by one of these very large stalagmite pillars, and it catches your attention out of the corner of your eye because it's glowing in a different color than, like, most of the the crystals and the mushrooms and things here are glowing in, like, greens and blues, but out of the corner of your eye, probably about 15 feet from you on the stalagmite pillar that you just went around is what looks like a small red glowing crystal. And it looks a lot different than the other crystals that are here. And it's probably not any bigger than your hand, if even as big as your hand. But it looks very different than the other ones that are here. Now, who? Which one? No, I, I know you. me. But which one of you is the one that can is good with the gems? Uh, I. I mean, anybody who lives in the city is going to be good with okay. the gems. So you could feasibly wake All right, up anybody. So, sorry. Or um, nobody. 
I mean, Val is gonna sl- just slowly inch her way towards okay. this you... glowing red thing. And as you, like, row the boat closer, you're very careful, like, you're looking around, making sure there's nothing going on. And as you get closer, you're probably about five feet from it. It's it's a few feet up from you, but if you stand on top of one of the seats, mm-hmm. it's within it's within reach of you. And you can see it, and it's, it looks like a crystal, but the way it's glowing is, is different than the way a normal crystal glows. It's kind of like a shifting kind of a glow. And if you'd like, you can reach up and try and, like, pull it out of the, of the wall. Knowing me, yeah, I'm gonna mm-hmm. curiosity kill the cat. I'm gonna do exactly that, because I'm not gonna bother Asha while she's still meditating. Okay. And Jazz is sleeping, so I'm gonna get us into trouble, most likely. And try and yank this pretty shiny thing out of the, out of the wall. Okay. And it you have to get, like, up on your tiptoes. You kind of, like... It, the boat at this point is like braced up against the edge of the stalagmite. You've got one foot in the boat. You have to put one foot like up against the like the stalagmite mm-hmm. to keep your balance. And like the boat kind of rocks a little bit, uh, but you reach up and is and you put your hand around this crystal and you you yank and it comes out of the wall much easier than you expected. You expect to have to like put a lot of your weight into it. And you almost lose your balance because you weren't prepared for this. <laughs> <enough. laughs> but it does, and it, as you yank it down. And you now have this red glowing crystal in your hand. And as you stare at it, you can see like the colors in it are like shifting. And it, as soon as you put your hand around it, it pulses and it, the magic that's in it, cause it is magical, just pulses once. And then you feel it resonate perfectly with your own magic. Mm. And this crystal in your hand feels like it belongs with you. Something worked out for you. So nice. So I'm just gonna stand there and slowly sit down and just... Asha. 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 I... What is that? I don't know. But I saw it and I grabbed it. And it's magic. And I can feel it. Like, good it, magic? Bad magic? It's like a missing puzzle piece. It feels like a missing puzzle piece. Like, it just fits. Hmm. I don't know what this is, but it just it feels right. Well, your dad's magic was red. Do you think it's the same thing? I have no idea. But if you say it feels right, I, mean, I guess it can stay. I mean, here, you hold it. See what you you feel. I take it. And you can feel that it's magic, but Mm -hmm. there's no pulsing. There's no resonating. There's, it just feels like a magical crystal, a powerful magical crystal, but a crystal nonetheless. Well, I don't feel bad Illithid vibes coming off it. So best guess is it belongs to you. Okay. I got a shiny. <laughs> yes. Yes, you have a shiny. I'll and tell... as you... Go ahead. I was, like, I was like, I'll tell Jazz once we wake her up. Yeah. Yeah. She needs to rest. She needs to rest. And I guess since I'm up, I'll take the next watch. Okay. I'm just gonna sit here with my new shiny and hope it's... 
not a, a beacon of doom. And you can spend an hour meditating with it, and I can tell you what it does. Yes. This is also something I handcrafted just for you. Ooh. So it's special and unique just to you. I, I made it specifically for you. It is a um, arcane focus. So you'll notice in your spells they have like material components and stuff like that. Like you'll need like a a twig of mistletoe for this spell or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like um, I could be a dick and I could make you follow those, or I can give you an arcane focus, which means you ignore material components to your spells unless it's like a massive, super important spell, like um, uh. Asha, for instance, like your medallion uh, of the Moonweaver, like acts mm -hmm. as an arcane focus for you, mm -hmm. um, which means for the most part you don't have to use material components. But if you do a spell that's significant, like Revivify, which saves a creature's life after they've already died, I'd make you use the material components for that. Okay. But with this for um, Valkaria, you don't need material components anymore. So you don't have to collect bat guano and mistletoe uh, <laughs> springs and all that shit, which are all I, I assure guano you, and mistletoe. Mistletoe very guano. real, very pain in the ass, real things. And I'm going to tell you about your arcane focus. I do want to just interject that sure. Misty literally crafted a shiny. She did. You. She crafted a shiny. She for knew. Me. <laughs> you go get it. Oh, my friends know I, me so well. As I was crafting it and I was figuring out where to put it, I'm like, there's just no way she's not going to be attracted to the shiny and she's not going to go get it. So I don't even have to worry about that. And what did I do? I did exactly that. I'm like, oh, what is this? I would have been honestly horrified if you said no. Fair. Very fair. Right, like, I would have just been like, I maybe I don't know her at all after nope. eight, nine years. Nope. You know me very, very well. <laughs> all right. So you Proceed. sit there and like you're meditating with this crystal and it's glowing in shades of red that turns into purples and then sometimes into like deep blues and it takes you an hour to meditate with it. And as you're meditating, you're sitting there and you're holding it close to you and you're meditating on the magic that's resonating so surprisingly with you. And as around the hour mark ends and you're thinking to yourself, you know, maybe it's time for bed and everything like that. But as that hour mark comes to an end and your eyes are closed, a vision fills your mind. It's first, it's, no, it's darkness and then shadows. And you can see in your mind these shifting tendrils of shadows as they shift and they, and they move and they are all around you until they slowly clear and you see what looks like a world not a planet but like a plane of existence and it's completely dark dark as if you took all of the crystals in the underdark and just turned them off and there's shadows shifting there's no plant that doesn't look like it's dead all of the greenery that you see, like in the greenhouses and everything, don't exist here. There's rock and gravel and burned areas, and it's shifting in different places. It shows you a town, and like the creatures are pale, and uh, like they are all dressed in like dark colors. There seems to be no color here. There's an odd absence of any kind of color. 
and it shifts and shows you one location and then a city and then a town and then a plain and then a field and then a forest of trees that have no leaves and it's cold and there's ice everywhere there's snow in certain places you see mountains that have what almost looks like black snow on it and as you're seeing these visions and you see this mountain and on top of it is this black snow you hear the sound of wings beating and they're not small wings they get louder and louder until it sounds like gigantic enormous wings beating right behind you but you can't turn around and as you're standing there almost floating in this imaginary space the wings you can see as they beat curve around you and they're not touching you but they curve around you as they beat forward and back and they almost touch you and then they move away again and you can feel a presence with wings behind you and you don't know what it is and as what you can't see but Asha who's sitting there watching you can uh, Valkaria is completely silent as she's holding this crystal and the crystal is pulsing in different colors of reds and purples and blues and you can see a glow coming like through her closed eyes that is matching these colors every color of the crystal turns her eyes match as well and they're flashing over and over again and Valkaria in your mind as these wings beat and they beat like one time and they close like in front of you so that you can't see past them and as they come back there's a figure standing there and she's incredibly tall and she's wearing this feather mantle that touches the ground and drags on the ground she's wearing a pure white porcelain mask and she has long straight black hair and you can't see any features of her beyond the hair and the mask and this mantle that comes down like a, a giant cloak in front of her and it's completely made of black raven feathers and she looks at you and you don't necessarily feel fear but you know in this moment that you and this creature are looking at one another and it sees you she sees you and just as well as you see her and just as you think for a moment to perhaps reach for her to pull away from her just as it starts to really settle in that somebody is looking at you in this vision everything ends and you are back in the boat That was something. I'll say. That was... Whoa, what did you see? What happened? <laughs> well, the, the crystal, it, it was glowing and changing colors. And so were your eyes. My eyes? Like little beacons of light changing in time with the crystal. Sure. We'll, we'll go with that. I saw... What did you see? I heard wings. Like big wings and then they were behind me and I couldn't turn around and the wings encompassed my vision and then when they beat away there was this real tall womanly figure in like just standing there and then she disappeared she just disappeared yeah Talked. She no, didn't say she anything? didn't. Nothing. She had a white mask on, feathers. Um, oh, and before all that, I like just grayscale. 
everything like it, I saw plains, I saw cities, I saw towns, but everything was gray. There was no color. Do you think that's what the surface looks like? I or is that something to come? I don't know. Something I don't know if that figurine is a good omen, a bad omen, if it's I don't know. We need jazz. You wake up, Jazz? Yeah, yeah it's time to wake up, Jazz. Oh, what, what the hell is going on? Is it Jazz, I got a shiny. It's oh. a little more than that. It's a little more than that, but it's a shiny. Is it a dangerous shiny? I don't think so. I mean, I saw stuff. And Jazara sits up at that sh- <laughs> What? You... Like, like the way Jacinda sees things, or...? No, I'm pretty sure this was like... <laughs> Magical from you know magical sources, not magical. Wait a minute, wait a minute. First of all, what did you see, and what do you mean by magical sources? So, while you were sleeping, and Asha was meditating, and I was rowing, uh-huh. I saw this shining red glimmer, and uh-huh. I went to it, and I picked uh-huh. it out of a uh, out of a wall. You went looking for a mysterious shiny, found it, and I didn't maybe... go looking for it, alright? I just happened to see it, and I went to investigate. And Jazara just kind of looks at Asha, and then looks back at Valkaria. And what is this shiny that you've found? Might as well show her. Look! And she it's looks literally... at this crystal, and she's just like, Okay. It. That tell crystal. her how it felt right. Okay, so yes, it, it also felt right when I touched it. Like, I could feel the magic. The crystal's like, giving you feelings now? Alright, you know what? It's more like a. It's not feelings, jazz. It's. I. I don't know how to explain it other than saying I feel the magic. Like, it just swept right through me and feels like a missing part of me. Asha held it and she didn't feel anything other than vibes. Didn't feel bad, so I let her keep it. What do you... It felt right? Yeah, I don't know how else to explain it, Jazz. It's just... What did it show you? I saw cities and towns and plains and... But they were all in gray. There was no color. And then I heard wings. And then wings appeared around me and in front of me. And I could feel the wind from the wings across me, but I couldn't turn around to see what had the wings. And then after a couple, you know, wing beats, a figure appeared. Some woman with a white mask and like black raven feather, like cape or something. And she just stood there and I, ju- I had the notion that for a split second to like reach out to her and then she just disappeared. And apparently my eyes were glowing. Yeah. Your eyes were glowing? I didn't see this. Asha said it. When she well, I would have had more questions if you'd have seen your own eyes, but you know. <laughs> well, yeah. To be fair. <laughs> so while she was meditating, uh-huh. uh, she was holding the crystal and it was lighting up and... It was pulsing between red and purple and all just all different colors. 
And there might have been light coming out of her eyes. Well, that doesn't sound very good, don't you think? Sounds a little, uh, different. Sounds new. Yeah. That's... I mean, we. I was thinking we could use all the magic we can get now that it's mostly gone in our city. Well, I suppose that's fair. Uh, I sent you a picture of what you saw. It's just the figure, not the place. Mm -hmm. I was my first thought Mia Corvair when she said that. Mm -hmm. Oh, you haven't read Empire of the Vampire yet. Oh, it looks very much like Mia. So Jazara's gonna uh, stick her hand out and ask if she can see the crystal. Can I see this mysterious shiny? Sure. You promise to give it back and not lump it into the water? I promise. Thank you. It hasn't done anything bad to you yet. So she examines it and she looks at it. She also doesn't feel like the magical like resonance that you do. She's like, well, as long as it doesn't do anything harmful, I guess, you might as well keep it. Cool. So now she gives I get it to back rock. to you. And yeah, now you now you have a rock. And I <laughs> will tell you what your shiny little rock does. All these up so I can read to you about your shiny little rock because your shiny little rock is a cool little rock so um all right your rock is called why does it do this your rock is called why does it do this <laughs> <laughs> makes sense fair it became mine what does it do this it's <laughs> like why there we go your rock your crystal is called hallow's eve Ooh. And it is an arcane focus. And uh, it is about an inch wide and about three to four inches long. And each side is a different facet of the crystal. Um, and when someone looks into the crystal, when not attuned to it or being uh, like you have now, you are now attuned to this crystal. Um, it shifts in like some natural colors and has a tendency to like, if you stare at it for too long, it'll just turn dark if you're not attuned to it. Um, but when the crystal first touches someone with a deep magical energy, it will shift colors and uh, it, as you stare at it, it reflects the colors of twilight and of like a sunset, like a sunset bleeding into uh, like twilight. And as you stare at it, and the colors the shift. Change. Yeah. And as you stare at it, like the colors shift in what look like almost smoke, like it's a smoke inside the crystal as it shifts around. Um, once attuned, the user, uh, the same twilight colors will appear with you every time you use magic that involves a spell slot. So the, uh, crystal will pulse faintly with those colors every time you cast a spell that requires a spell slot, as will your eyes. Ooh. Um, you can choose actively to not to let to do this if you're trying to be, like, subterfuge and all that stuff and, like, not let somebody know you can actively do it, but you have to think about it. Okay. Uh, but naturally, it will just uh, will do that for you. The crystal also gives a plus one to your spell save DC, um, which we'll get to in just a second. Um, and a it also contains a spell I made just for you as well. Ooh! A spell known as Hollow's Nightmare. Once a day, as a bonus action, the attuned user can summon black tendrils of smoke and shadow which billow and gather around you in a five feet area 
and attach to one creature within 15 feet of you for 1d8 plus 1 damage. This does not require a spell slot, but is rather a feature of the crystal. I get my shadows. You did. You wanted them last time. And I was looking through your spell stuff, and it, nothing comes across that interesting as you level up. So I'm just like, I'm going to give her shadows. So. I got shadows. I'm so excited. And yes, shadows. The interest, another interesting part of this, as you grow stronger and level up, you will unlock new features of the crystal. Ooh. So, yeah. So you get a evolving shiny. You get a Pikachu shiny. I get a Pikachu shiny. (laughs) Certainly does. So you guys spend some time rowing through this gigantic, enormous sea. And let us roll nature checks to make sure everybody was going in the right direction. Thirteen. Thirteen, okay. Nine. Nine. You got a little distracted while looking for at your shiny. So you might not have gone like entirely the correct direction. <laughs> of course. J- Jazara meets the DC with a ten exactly. You guys, it it there might have been a couple of like hours add on of like trying to like maneuver and stuff like that. But as you're making it, um, in the three of you, like it's it is technically daytime. You're awake. It's not great. Um, Go ahead it's never and great me. when I'm awake. Great when I'm awake. When you're awake. And when I'm awake. <laughs> what are we doing? Roll I'm sorry, me which check? A perception check, please. Fourteen. Six. <laughs> you really so much need new dice, girl. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna order some new ones. Yes. Oh lord. Um. As the three of you, Jazara, uh, who got a, a 12, uh, you guys are rowing in the boat, like you're talking about what's been going on, about the new crystal that Valkari has found and everything. And just as you're going, you feel smack as the boat impacts with what you assume is rocks under the water. And the boat kind of like goes up a little bit and is now wedged itself on these little rocks up on this. I really hope that's like mooring or something that we hit and not some sea monster because I really would crash my high of finding a new shiny. <laughs> I hope so too. Jazara's gonna go over and she's gonna like poke at it with like the, one of the oars. Yeah, we should have paid more attention because we've crashed on some rocks. Okay, as long as it's rocks, it's fine. We need to get the boat off the rocks without breaking the boat. We can try and use the oars to push us off if you want. Let's uh, start. Let's start with the least potentially destructive method of. Well, then let's try and push ourselves off the boat. All right. Or off the off the rocks. So <laughs> it's just uh, so bad. I'm gonna push somebody off the boat. That's for sure. And as you go to do this, the two of you can work together on one oar if you want, and okay. you can give one of you advantage on strength check, and Jazara's gonna work on the other one. Okay. So go ahead and one of you, which I'm going to assume is Asha, and roll me a strength check. Yeah. 18, actually. 18. And uh, Jazara has a... Oh, oh, she got an 18 as well. This is 15 plus 3 is 18. Um, you shift the boat 
and you push off uh, with it as much as you can, and like it, the boat turns, and you can fully push your boat off these rocks. However, yeah. as you go to do it, you hear a loud creaking sound, and it sounds like one of the it boards is starting. One of the shit. The boards. And Jazara's gonna stop pushing, and I'm assuming both of you do as well. Yep. Yeah. And what was that? Jazara's I, uh, it looks like as we pull ourselves off of these rocks, there's still rocks underneath us, and it's pushing us into those, and it might bust a hole in the bottom of the boat if we're not careful. Of course, because why the hell should anything get any better? I think, I can't see it from up here. I'm gonna have to go in the water. Uh, uh. I, okay. Better you than me. Is there... I can't see what where the rocks are, and I can't see how badly it might have already punctured the boat. Okay. I don't want to do it either, but... Anybody gotta... got a light for her? Oh, you have dark vision. You don't need it. But she also has, um... Well, she goes underwater. She does have her own spells in that she has dancing lights. So, Jazara is going to put down her bow. She's gonna put down her quiver. She's going to put... Like, she's gonna take her boots off, she's gonna take all of her equipment off, because she doesn't want to get in the water with all of it. Strip! And, strip! Uh, strip! Not the time Jazara flips you off. The <laughs> she's like, I can just push you in the water, it'd be easier. Mm-hmm. You want soggy shoes? I do not want soggy shoes, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. So is gonna go over the side of the boat. She's just gonna, right before she does, she's gonna look at you and say, uh, if I get the boat dislodged, don't leave. I will keep us here. Don't worry. Damn. Right. Thank you. Children. Jazara, like, fully looks at, <laughs> uh, at Val as she, as she says that. She's like, I will leave your ass in this lake. Don't even tempt me. <laughs> you promised daddy you wouldn't, so... I love you. She lifts you off and jumps in the water. <laughs> and so Jazara's gonna go underneath the water, and as she goes under the water, she casts dancing lights to make what is pitch black murky water a little brighter. And uh, she can see where, like, the uh, one of the rocks is kind of, like, wedged in at an odd angle. It's not, it hasn't, like, penetrated through the boat, mm-hmm. but just because of the way it is, like, as you move the boat in the direction we had been moving it, which is back, um, it would go through the boat. Mm-hmm. So she's going to uh, surface up next to you, and she says, I can move it, but we have to move it in the up into the left instead of back. Okay. So I'm gonna go on the other side of the boat and I'm gonna shove from in the water. And as she says that, that is when she feels something brush up against her leg. And she's holding on to the side of the boat and she's looking at you. She's both as she's talking to you, Bella. She's like, "Oh, fuck." What? What? Out of the water! Out of the water! Get out! I'm not alone. Get in the boat. And she's she's holding on to it, and, like to the edge of the boat. She's quick. She's stopped kicking, and she waits for a moment, just to see if she feels anything else. She's just, I don't feel anything else. But we can't get this boat off these rocks if I don't push it off. Well, we're not gonna get out if you die. So get in the boat. Give me your hand. And like, so Jazara will climb back in the boat, and as she's climbing back in the boat, you guys see sifting through the water something crests along the water and then goes back down. I guess we can't just hope that it's a friendly water helper thing. And it sifts underneath the boat and as it does, it does bump into the boat and it rattles all of you. (laughs) And everybody. 
Yep. And everybody like gr- like reaches for their out. balance. Why yeah, do we have to get demonic Nessie? And it shifts around and it comes back and you can watch it as it j- it's approaching the boat like just slightly above the surface. As it gets closer, it dips back down and you don't see it anymore. Mm-hmm. And Jazara's gonna grab an arrow and her bow and she's like, well, uh, prepare yourselves, I guess. You're not really gonna shoot at it. it where you, can you even see it? When it crests up on the water, you can. Okay. And so Jazara's gonna hold uh, her bow with an arrow knocked in it, wait till it comes up on the surface, and she's gonna try and hit it. Are you sure this and is it good shifts idea? around. I have to get in the water to move this boat. This thing is circling us like a predator circles prey. You got a better idea? No. None here. Then I'm gonna shoot the creepy snake creature in the water. And as it comes up, like it, it crests like over the water, and Jazara is going to try and hit it. Fun. And it, as she pulls it back, she does hit it with a 14, because that's AC is actually 13. Um, and she's going to roll 1d plus 1, 8. She hits it for 8 points of damage. And when she hits the arrow, hits the arrow into it, it slips back below the water, and you don't see it. And you wait, unless you'd like to do something else. Uh, I'm gonna be sitting here pretending I don't exist and trying not to draw any attention to myself. I mean, that would be ideal. Also, we need uh, we need to get out of here. But if we move the boat, then we're probably gonna drown. And just as you have that lovely thought, the creature crests up out of the water, slams into the side of the boat, rolling a dexterity saving throw not to fall into the water. Dexterity zero. Uh, dexterity, dexterity, dexterity. Fourteen. Six. Asha and Jazara, who got a natural one, fall in the water. <laughs> oh, motherfucker. Jazara, who's holding her bow, and uh, Asha, who is holding. I. Are you holding a lot, or is no? I I, I, I let go of the shield just as I. Okay. I'm about to. As you fall. As you fall in the water. Yeah. So you are now in the water with this creature. The unhappy and creature. The unhappy creature. And roll initiative, everyone. Five, three. All right. Well, with a whopping 11, Zara <laughs> uh, is at the top of the initiative order for that. Um, and she is going to uh, she is going to swim. She's going to take the opportunity. She's going to swim to the other side of the boat, and she's going to try and use her strength to shove the boat off of the rock because she knows that there's no fight. She throws her bow, by the way, in the boat. Like she was holding her bow, she throws it in the boat, mm-hmm. and uh, she's going to try and shove the boat off the rocks with a strength check. Nineteen. So she gets a nineteen. Uh, so she does. Man, it takes a lot of effort, especially because she's swimming in the water. And as she's shoving on the boat, uh, Valkara, you're in the boat, but the boat is tilting wildly to one side because she's trying to shove at it, right. and it takes her a hot second. 
she shoves at it and it does dislodge it from the rock and you are in a wildly tilting back and forth boat. Like it Jazz, is- I really don't want to fall in this water. Please stop. Think we want to like- be in here? I'd like to have a boat to get back into. That will go somewhere. And it is the creature's turn. And it is going to... Um, Asha, what's your new AC? Uh, 15. 15. Oh, 15 on the dot. And when it is a... When they hit your armor class, it does actually land. So it is going to take one of its creepy, slimy tentacles, and it is going to wrap itself around you. You are now grappled, and it's going to squeeze you. Ah! <laughs> jazz, Jazz, do something. It's got a hold of that. <laughs> you do something. I'm in the water. What? Okay, I'm gonna. Th- I'm gonna. Okay, chill touch. And I'm you take, uh, Asher. You take four points of damage. And it is now Ash's turn. Now, you are grappled, which mm-hmm. means um, you can still cast spells, you just can't hit it with a weapon. Um, but if you want to get out of it, it is a contested strength check against the creature. Okay, so whoever gets the higher one wins, is that it? Yes. Or Okay. Um, I'm going to try... Uh... And if you do, if you want to break out, that is an action. I like to try and get out of the tentacles. Um, so that is an action. Um, I'm not going to waste my time trying. It's, I know it's got me in a death grip. I want to go a little faster. So I'm going to cast sleep on it. Okay. Okay. Get this fucker off me. <laughs> Fair point. Alrighty. And let me pull up your character. All right, so you, as since you're touching the creature, that uh, you don't have to worry about the range, but you're gonna roll me five d eights, please. Okay, five. Yep. And then add, or yep, yeah, add them all together. 24. 24. The creature's grip on you, like it, its little suctiony cups are stuck to you, and like some of them are stuck to your face, and it's not pleasant. And the tentacle that's holding you, like, shifts back and forth, Whoa. and the creature oh. starts to sink into the water because you've put it to sleep. But, darling, it didn't mean to let go of you. <laughs> and it's now pulling you under the water. Oh, Jesus. Um,. Can I throw my uh, my staff in there and just kind of like grab her at? You can reach your staff in there because it's your turn. You can reach your staff in there and she can try and grab a hold of your staff if you'd like. Yeah, I want to do that. Okay. I should catch, uh, not catch, but like grab it, grab it. And Val, give me a strength check to stay on your feet because this massive creature is now pulling everybody. Nineteen. Nineteen. You manage to keep your your footing. You plant your feet. You kind of like brace your knee up against the side of the boat. And you are holding onto the staff. And Asha is holding onto it. And you are the only thing keeping her above the surface. Come on. Come on. Kick the damn tentacles. Let's go. And so we're going to go back to the top of the initiative order. And it is Jazara's turn. Jazara, 
seeing this horrific nightmare, is going to go back under the boat and pop up again on the other side because she's going to swim underneath it. Um, and she's going to start pulling the tentacle and trying to unwrap um, Asha. It doesn't give like much resistance. They're just stuck to you in like a very creepy just suction pull it. way. I'll have the suction cup blisters. It's better than being dead. Thanks for joining the fight, Jazz. Stop it! <laughs> and at that point, you hear a very creepy, very distinct roar that roars and echoes through the cavern. And as you look up, a shadowy, nightmarish figure and whose wings at the ends are made of shadows flaps its way through. It looks like a cross between like a small dragon and a bat. Like if they had a weird demented shadow child and it's screeching. It's pretty far up there, but it's like circling around some of the stalagmites in your general area. What did it, what was that? Please go. Uh, that's probably. Yeah. Yes, you are. And uh, so Jazara is helping you pull them off. Get in, get in, get in, get in. Come on, get in. And uh, Asha, is there anything specific you'd like to do on your turn, or would you like to like would you like to try and pull yourself up further on the staff? Yeah, I want to. I want to try and use my upper body strength, meager as it may be. All right, so as you're trying to pull yourself closer to the boat and out of the water, go ahead and roll okay. me a strength check. Please. Fifteen. Fifteen. You manage to pull yourself up. You can get, like, an arm over the edge of the boat, and uh, Val, you're close enough, like, to help, like, start pulling some of the upper tentacle, like, things off of her. Jazara, <laughs> off my face! Off my face! Off my face! Ah! 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 Ew! Ew! It's slimy! Ew! 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 Yeah, I what really is that about you? People can see this right now. And as you Thanks. like, you, you're pulling like the tentacle off, and like Ash is just trying really hard to hang on, and just are, like sinks below like the surface, and like she's yes! pulling like the tentacles off of you from like below, and you do so much labor and so much effort to pull the last of this creature off of you, which is good because this creature is heavy as fuck. Ugh, oh, is it done? Is it done? Jazz, is it done? Jazz. Help her into the boat. Yeah, get, get, get in the boat. Get in the boat. Jazara, like, pushing you in from the water. And, like, Jazara climbs back in the boat. She's like, okay, I've got to get out yeah. of this cave. I did yeah, before whatever that touching my butt, but I'm too tired. No, it's fine. We, uh, can we please get out before whatever the hell made that sound finds us and decides to make green? Besides, it wants us to become lunch. Give me an oar. And, like, so Jazara, like, and she tells you both to get down, and, like, you have cloaks and stuff like that, and you keep them over yourselves. And Jazara reaches, like, for her quiver, and she goes, and, like, it, her quiver that her, the one that her uncle had thrown at her, um, it's green, it's got, like, like gold, almost golden filigree throughout it. And she goes to, like, reach into one of the side pockets to see if maybe there's, like, a, uh, any kind of knife or something that's in it that she can use. Um, to give to you guys because you guys just are a mess. Um, and so she, she reaches in as, as like she's starting to or and she's reaching in and she's trying to see if she can give you guys like a physical weapon. Um, and she puts her hand into the pocket of the quiver and the quiver is like two and a half-ish feet or mm-hmm. so. And she puts her hand into it and then it goes from her fingers to her wrist she keeps going. It goes to her elbow. And now her whole arm fits into this quiver. Jess, which is, is not that quiver eating your arm? I was trying to reach the bottom? There's no 
bottom of this and like the movement of her shoulder indicates she's moving her arm around a lot but the quiver is she's still holding it it's not moving what do you mean there's no bottom like i uh she kind of like looks at the quiver and like she opens the other pockets and she manages to do the same thing and she reaches her whole hand and then she's like give me give me your quarter staff give me your staff okay please she, don't lose it i love she this she takes thing. your staff and she takes like one of the pockets and she pushes the whole ass staff which is much longer than this uh, quiver is. And yeah. she manages to get the whole thing and her arm in there. And Are then pull it this? back out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the fuck is going on? Did my uncle give me... What did my uncle give me? And, like, she's looking at this and she's like, it has weird, like, almost extra-dimensional pockets. And she takes, extra like, one of her arrows and, like, she's looking at, like, the main part of it. And she, like, she pushes, like, the arrow one of the arrows that are sitting in it and she like pushes it down and the arrow goes down like further than what should be the bottom and then it pops back up and sits just like normal she's like i have a weird idea and she takes her bow and she puts it into the quiver and the entire bow fits in the quiver so then only like an inch or two is like sticking off the top that's different yeah i have never seen a quiver do that before Mm-mm. she's gonna roll an intelligence check and um both of you can roll me arcana checks if you would like arcana plus four ten twenty natural no sixteen plus four sixteen plus four um doesn't know what the fuck is happening asha is more probably more confused and like really more weird shit really Mm -hmm. and uh but you however valkaria know that this extra dimensional space in a in like a carry item is known as a bag of holding and which is a very common dnd item however i have reflavored it to mesh with what is called a the efficiency quiver which has, it's a quiver that has these extra dimensional pockets in it, but instead of just specifically fitting like long items, it fits all kinds of shit. So she has an efficiency quiver, um, which holds far more than it has any right to. <laughs> Jazz, can I see that quiver for a sec? Go for it, I got a row anyway. Uh, I think I might know what this is. What is it? It's an efficiency quiver. Like, it's not, it doesn't work like it usually should, because it should only hold long things, but it held your bow, and that's not just long, it's wide. That should so not I could fit put, in a quiver. I could put other other things in it then, like, and she I... holds up the oar, like a whole oar. <laughs> and, and then she kind of looks at you, Val, and like, I wonder what it would hold. <laughs> Try the oar first before you stick me in there, please. Fair point. <laughs> and she does try it with the ore and it's it fits the whole ore and it comes back out. Your uncle's been holding out. <laughs> I mean I fucking guess, jeez. And I will tell you what the equi- efficiency quiver does. The quiver has three compartments uh, that connect to an extra-dimensional space that allows the quiver uh, to hold numerous items while never weighing more than two pounds. The shortest compartment can hold up to 60 arrows, bolts, or similar objects. The mid-sized compartment can hold up to 18 javelins. 
uh, or similar objects. And the longest compartment, which is the normal one, can hold up to six long objects, such as bows, quarterstaffs, and spears. And this one I reflavored a little bit so that it doesn't necessarily just have to be like long things. It's just, you can, I can put pretty much anything that'll fit through the holes into it. All right. That's how Legolas never ran out of arrows. Right? Yeah, I'd really like not to run out of arrows when we fight these things. Mm-hmm. Start stocking it up. And you guys spend an interesting time in the rest of your time on this on this ocean lake thing and pondering on the interesting things you've found, the horrific things you've seen, <laughs> the things you've almost gotten eaten by in all honesty. <laughs> and Squid anyone? After several days, an exhausting time, and truly an unknown future ahead of you, you make it to the exit to the surface. And that's where we'll end our session. Huzzah! Huzzah! (laughs) And you're all now level two. Yay! You took your ears off. I did, I heard the level two. Yay! (laughs) I need air. (laughs) So hot. You are all now level two. Jazara levels up to level three, which is amazing because now she gets her subclass, which is great. And uh, I level two will tell you guys about level two for both of you. (laughs) Um, I'll just give you a little rundown and I'll send you guys the rest. Uh, It's not going to be like hugely different for you guys. Um, but uh, you're not level one anymore, so yay! yay! Um, what did you say about my my redstone? Like, it's like it, it, it ignores material components to the spells. Yes. But you said a D four, a D eight. What? I will send it to you. I'll send you the okay. Okay. So okay, because it is in a, like an item I actually made that I've attached to your character sheet. Okay. That, so okay. I'll send that to you, um, and I'll send you yours too. Uh, Aaron, I'm awesome. just making the notes in my in my papers so I can reference it. No worries. So you're now at level two, and this is where I'm going to give you homework. Oh, okay. Um, you are going to have because level three will come up sooner rather than later. Um, so I'm going to give you homework and stuff like, I will message it to you, but as a sorcerer, you get what is called, um, meta magic and you are going to have something called sorcery points and you get to do some funky ass shit with your sorcery points. All right. So you now at level two have two sorcery points. Okay. Two sorcery points. Boom. And you'll you'll gain more of these as you level up and stuff. Okay. Like you'll get more of these. Um, but you can use them um, every... You have them and you regain them back like every uh, long rest. Okay. And so you can never have more sorcery points than what's shown in a table. There's a table for you and I'll, I'll send you all this. Um it allows for like flexible casting you can use your sorcery points to gain additional spell slots you can sacrifice spell slots to gain sorcery points um and these all count towards your meta magic and they'll let you do funky things like okay um d20 
duplicating a spell and casting it twice or like doing a silent spell where it's completely silent or ones where you don't have to like do movements and stuff like that um but at the moment she said silent when she when we were making noise right (laughs) but one of the things you can do is you have two sorcery points so at second level you have two sorcery points you can trade those in essentially um and you can gain one level one spell slot back oh okay so that's what you can do with it for now next level you're gonna have a lot more shit you you can do with it and you're gonna probably use it for a lot of other things but uh at this moment that's what you can do with that don't i get my hellhound at level three level six six okay (laughs) sorry (laughs) jumping the gun there missy's just gonna keep moving it back (laughs) back, back. no no i said 12 You will be happy to know your hit points have gone up. <gasps> my hit points. What were they before? Uh, my eight sad. Something. <laughs> like sad. something very sad, like eight. Max HP, yeah, eight. Now they're 14. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm not that squishy anymore. Oh, Much less squishy now. But I'll send you the stuff about your um, what you can do right now. With your meta magic, and then I'll send you other stuff about what you'll have to research for the future because there's a couple decisions you're gonna have to make. Okay. Now for Asha. Boom, 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 boom. We're gonna level you up to level two. Woo-woo. All right. You have attained a couple of new areas of magic. Mm-hmm. You have a, an ability called Channel Divinity Turn Undead which allows you to basically like say a prayer and it helps you get rid of zombies and other undead creatures. Zombie killer. Zombie killer. Um, this is also where you gain the ability called Twilight Sanctuary and it allows you, you can cast, um, you can use Channel Divinity, which is an ability of yours and you can, um, as an action, you present your holy symbol, and the which in this case can be your shield or the one you wear. Um, and a sphere of twilight emanates from you. The sphere is centered on you and has a 30-foot radius and is filled with dim light. The sphere moves with you and lasts for one minute or until you are incapacitated or die. Uh, whenever a creature, including you, enters its uh, ends its turn in the sphere... You can grant that creature one of the following benefits. You can grant that creature temporary hit points of 1d6 plus your cleric level. So in this case, it would be 1d6 plus 2. Or you can end an effect of either charmed or frightened on a creature. So if Valkaria is for some reason had like charmed person cast on her and she ends her turn within that 30 feet of you, uh, you can choose to have it dissipate. Okay. And I'll send this stuff to you, too. Okay. Um, the thing to know about how temporary hit points are different than regular hit points is you will, uh, the character will lose them after a certain amount of time. Okay. So once that turn is up, and like, say they got a bonus of four points, once that mm-hmm. <clears throat> time frame is up, they will lose those four points. So if they only had three hit points, they're down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes. And you, young lady, have now 19 hit points. Woohoo! Look at that. So everybody's grown up a little bit. <laughs> so I have to um, make an adjustment. And do I have any homework or just her? 
No, just her. Oh, you won't have okay. homework until you get to Squishy. third level. That's and I, so yeah, keep track of your new your new items, your new uh, ACs, and your new hit points and all that stuff. And okay. all of that is in. Uh, I've attached these new items to your character sheets on D and D Beyond, so you can also cool. reference them at any point and see how like they affect you in different ways. Cool, cool, cool. Sweet. Um, because some of them have like interesting little magical effects. And all right. I think we're good. We're going to finish session one here. Uh, the party is now levels two and three, and they have officially made it to the surface. So thank you guys for joining us for our very first uh, session one. And uh, I hope you guys stick around to see what else our party gets into as they navigate uh, for the very first time in depth the surface world of Exandria. So stick around, find out, and we'll see you next time. Bye, y'all. Tune in next week for more fuckery because we have some serious questions and concerns. Guano.